Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So today's question is an easy one. Do you suffer from migraines, Samantha? Nope, I don't. I will say, uh, I know that just sounds like such an easy, privileged answer. Uh, <laughs> I've probably had a migraine three times in my life and they're intense, but yeah. I don't typically suffer from migraines. That's not one of my tortures. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you because I do. Yeah. And I go through phases where I'll get them a lot. And then phases where I don't get them that much. So I recently have entered a phase, unfortunately, where I'm starting to get them a lot Mm. again. I mean, it takes you out for an entire day. Right. Um, And I used to get them so much when I was a kid. Like, I just have so many memories of being at media play and throwing up all over the store because that's that was one of the things, like the pain would get so intense. Right. I would throw up and sometimes I would like pass out, like I would see spots. I know not everybody gets warning signs, but mine was like kind of a dimness and a flashing Mm -hmm. in front of my eyes. And then I would know, oh no, that I'm going to be freezing cold and vomit and it's going to last for hours and I'm going to want to die. And that's my next, there's nothing I can do about it. Because I did go to a doctor for it and they gave me this like really quickly dissolvable tablet. Yeah. Yeah, but... As far as I could tell, it never worked. So maybe I should revisit getting treatment. But um, it was just something I had to live with. For me, when I would have the migraines, if I didn't catch it in time, mm-hmm. and I, I had the warning signs to it, like I know it well enough, even though I've only mm-hmm. had it three times, but it was so significant that I knew the minute that my neck started hurting and going up oh, my head, yeah. like I felt it. Like it was just a mm-hmm. severe pain. And then the flesh sensitivity, and I had the splots too. I don't think I ever threw up. The only thing that would ever help me was going to sleep or taking a nap, yeah. closing my eyes, making everything dark. But if I caught it in time and I actually took medication, so, and I say medication like excedrin migraine, the one mm-hmm. with caffeine, if I took two, I was actually okay. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's not obviously, for it to be that treatable, it's great. But if I didn't catch it, it was over. And I, yeah, the only late. thing I could do was lay down. So yeah, I, I absolutely hear that. Yeah. That is an intense level of pain. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, and and this is, also, in a lot of ways, a very privileged thing to say, but we don't realize how much you value not being in pain. Right. <laughs> until you're in pain. Right. Like, how is it possible that my head hurts this badly and I've never been appreciative of it not hurting? Like this? Right. And yeah, that is the understanding is like this chronic pain that we don't understand and people just live with. Yeah. Yeah. The sleep thing was a thing of mine too. And I remember once I was at a friend's sleepover and I had the signals. And, you know, usually, I, as you know, Samantha, I am the last to sleep and the first to get up. And especially then, that was at the time where you didn't want to be judged or you didn't want to be pranked at these sleepovers. But I remember looking at my friend and saying, I am going to sleep. Do not wake me up because this is my only chance to right. avoid this right. if I can fall asleep in time. And I did. But yeah, they're quite quite painful. And as this episode goes into, uh, more women than men mm. have migraines, or at least report having right. migraines. So if you want to know why, then please enjoy this classic episode. Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, Molly. Hey, Kristen. I've got a riddle for you. Okay. 
What does Susan Olsen, who played Sydney on The Brady Bunch, and Joan Didion have in common? Okay, so we've got um, Cindy Brady. Cindy Brady, adorable pigtails. Mm-hmm. And Joan Didion. Not as adorable. That's harsh. Author of The Year of Magical Thinking mm-hmm. and essay collections from the 1970s. Yep. What do they have in common? I'm going to go with Fashion Sense and Love of Asparagus. You're wrong. <laughs> Although they both were pretty fashionable. Uh, Didion and Olsen both had problems with chronic migraines. Yikes. They yeah. But they're not alone. No, they're not alone. Um, they are two of many women who have problems with chronic migraines because the fact of the matter is women have far more migraines than men. So real quick before we examine why that might be, um, let's talk about what a migraine is. Okay. Because I think the first time I, the first time I had a migraine for a long time, I thought it was some other kind of headache. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a sinus headache or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, to have a migraine here, you gotta have some of these, uh, moderate to severe pain often described as pounding or throbbing pain mm-hmm. uh, that affects the whole head or shifts from one side of the head. Sensitivity, sensitivity to light, noise, or odors. Yep. Uh, blurred vision, nausea or vomiting, stomach upset, Ooh. abdominal pain, Jeez. loss of appetite, uh, sensations of being very warm or cold, paleness, fatigue, dizziness, fever, and uh, you might have an aura, which is bright flashing dots or lights that appear to you and this list of symptoms, courtesy of WebMD, which also notes that no migraine is really ever the same from person to person. Yeah. Uh, I always had teeth pain, pain in my teeth when uh, I had a migraine. Really? Yeah. The, the few migraines that I've had were always preceded by auras. So you were an aura sufferer. I was an aura sufferer. And uh, I think one thing also about um, about migraines is that if you haven't had a migraine, you cannot understand or relate to what it is. Oh, no. I remember when I had my first one, I was trying to describe it to the coworker of mine. She, like, gave me a hug when she realized that, like, someone else understood what she was going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she gave you a hug, too, because you are a fellow woman who's had migraine problems. Um, 17% of women, according to the Mayo Clinic, have migraine pain, while only 6% of men do. So it begs the question, why do women have more migraines mm-hmm. than men? Well, maybe first we should talk about um, triggers, okay, just environmental triggers that might cause migraines. We've got things like stress, bright lights, weird smells, changes in season, medication, alcohol, aged cheese. I mean, pretty much anything, it seems like, can, can bring on a migraine. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of frustrating because some of these things you really just can't avoid. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like the triggers would really be gender specific. I mean, men and women both encounter aged cheese and alcohol at some point. But what you do have to remember is that people might respond to triggers in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's say there's a cup of coffee and you have it, it has this caffeine that might trigger a migraine. Uh, it's probably going to hit you a little harder as a woman than it's going to hit a man just because men are bigger. I mean, that's one thought. Maybe maybe just these triggers affect people differently. Uh, we also have to take family history into account. Um, for instance, identical twins are, who have my, are more likely to have both of them to have migraines than fraternal twins. The closer you are to a family member who has migraines, the more likely you are to have migraines. Like my mom had terrible migraines. I remember when I was growing up. And so, you know, I have migraines and I know that at least one of my sisters also suffers from migraines sometimes. So the fact that you knew that this family history was there probably led you to understanding what was going on when Mm -hmm. you've had your first migraine. Mm -hmm. You know, there's family history. We've got some environmental 
things, the way that we process, our bodies process things different from men. And then there are the hormones. Ah, uh, the H word. Ah, uh, hormones. Women seem to get screwed with hormones, I gotta say. I know. We have, Side we have many articles on our site about all the things that hormones just screw up for us. Yeah. And <laughs> the big one is estrogen. Well, I was going to talk about how we just have more migraines, but talk about the role of estrogen in migraines. Okay, well, there, there's a pattern between the levels of estrogen in a woman's body and frequency of migraines, and we can trace all of this to the uh, menstrual cycle. Whenever our periods come, right before during our periods, our estrogen levels drop. And it's also during those times that estrogen levels drop, migraine levels rise. So the more estrogen that we have surging through our blood means the fewer migraines that we have. And if you want like some backup for this, up until the time that girls go through puberty, they have the same number of migraines as boys. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are a childhood sufferer of migraines, it's it's all about the same until you hit puberty. Yeah, and as many as 60 to 70 percent of women who get migraines report that their monthly cycle is related to when they get migraines. So when that, you know, that estrogen level drops, then, then the headaches come. So if you're on, let's say, a hormonal contraceptive as your form of birth control, that might be helping it because it's getting your hormones a little bit more level mm-hmm. or it can even worsen it. Yeah. Um, but the the positive side is that, you know, it can be one of the things that you work with your doctor to kind of regulate so that you can find a form of birth control that both relieves the migraines and serves as an effective contraceptive. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a chance that it could be triggered by an underlying central nervous system disorder. Uh, and basically, when that happens, this disorder would cause a release of neuropeptides or brain chemicals, which would excite your brain too much and then cause migraines. So those could be a couple of other um, underlying reasons for it. But I think some of the newest research to come out about migraines and why we get them has to do with something called cortical spreading depression or CSD. And CSD is um, sort of a fancy term for brain excitability or a literal brainstorm, if you will. Yeah, it's like your brain is just, there's just too much going on in your brain. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why women have more migraines. They just have busier brains. <laughs> no, Molly, that's not true. Cortical spreading depression happens when uh, you've got these series of waves, uh, waves of activity that move across your cortex or the outer layer of your brain. Um, and when these waves occur, first you have a lot of rapid neuron firing, okay? And that causes your brain to get more excited. It increases the blood pressure and the blood flow to your brain because all those neurons are firing. And then after that, there's a wave of what's called neuron inhibition when basically the, the neurons aren't totally dormant, but they're really not, um, they're not firing as much. And so once that activity sort of slows down in the cortex, that reduces the blood flow. So you have this sort of sudden change in blood pressure in your brain. And that change in pressure is where the headache pain from migraines comes from. Gotcha. So it's like a roller coaster, basically, with Mm -hmm. drops and then like even parts. Yes. And a study in Science Daily was telling me was that women are just more susceptible to these pressure changes. Right. Women are, have much lower thresholds for this, about two to three times lower than men. Yeah. It's just a lot easier for, for women to experience CSD than men. So Okay. So now we know why it happens, but I think really quick we should go over what you should do if it happens okay. because WebMD reports that even though more than 28 million American women get migraines, only three to five percent of them actually seek any help for it. Yeah. I just go to bed. 
if yeah. I can. I have to leave work and go to bed. Well, that sort of attitude is what is contributing to migraine being one of the top four mm-hmm. disabling conditions. Yeah, that was reported by World Health Organization. Yeah. And they also contributed $17 billion a year, according to Scientific American, in uh, lost work, disability payments, and health care expenses. So these headaches are certainly not having imaginary effects, even though some people don't sympathize with them. Right. But what can we do, Molly, if we have, if the aura comes on and our head starts pounding? Well, even if you just want to go straight to bed, what you should do is you should make a note of it in a journal. Try and remember all the details, what you might have eaten, how much sleep you might have gotten, so you can start to figure out your triggers. Okay. Because that's really going to help the doctor kind of determine what might be the best course for you. Mm-hmm. And then once you figure them out, I mean, this sounds, you know, kind of overly silly, but then you just sort of try and avoid them. Avoid you know, migraines? Avoid your triggers. Oh. Okay. You know, regular sleep, exercise. No if, aged cheese. No aged cheese, if that's what does it for you. <laughs> Cut back on the caffeine. And then after that, once you've got your journal and you know your triggers, then, you know, then the doctor, don't be one of those people who don't seek help for it. Talk to your doctor and see what kind of medications might be available. And speaking of medications, there is a new drug that they've been looking into that could be the key to migraine relief. Uh, it's a drug called ment- memantine. Memantine. It's kind of hard to say. And it's being studied um, for its uh, ability to block cortical spreading depression, that brain excitability. So you might be able to take memantine and, um, and it'll calm your brain down so that you don't have all that active firing and the changes in blood pressure and, at the end of the day, a debilitating headache. And regardless of how that turns out, they already know some things work like pain-relieving medications, um, beta blockers, antidepressants, even Botox injections have been studied as a way to relieve migraines. Oh, goodness. Well, I guess that'll make some... <clears throat> women happy. Multitasking. Yep. But uh, also on the upside, if you are suffering from migraines, okay, you're a woman, you're suffering from migraines and you don't, you, you know, memantine is not yet an option for you. You can rest a little easier at night because you have a 30% lower chance of getting breast cancer. Who says that? It's a new study that just came out um, that was reported in a bunch of different sources, actually. But the one that I found was in uh, CBS News. And um, it all has to do with those estrogen levels, they're basically saying that women who have a lot of migraines have low estrogen levels. And if you have low estrogen levels, then you're less likely to develop breast cancer because women with higher estrogen levels are more likely to develop it. Oh, Kristen, you're always looking on the bright side of things. 30% lower. I mean, that's a pretty big number, Molly, though. That is. But I'm more concerned about the number of women who already suffer migraines. And I think that if you are one of those women, you should maybe try some of the tips we tried and also find out more information about uh, pains in the brain on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 